I've got a fever, and the only prescription is to talk about consumer goods stocks. This is Industry Focus. Howdy, everybody. I am Sean O'Reilly with, for the first time, Vincent Shen. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks. Thanks for joining me. Uh, so I got to know, are you a, a Blue Oyster Cult fan? Like, uh, don't fear the Reaper? The, the song I was referencing. No? Uh, no, I'm not. Before our time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, first thing uh, that I wanted to dive into here is uh, this is going to be the first in a long series of consumer goods focused videos where we're going to talk about sin stocks. That's right, sin stocks. Um, well, obviously, we're talking about tobacco, e cigarettes, a little alcohol in there. It's pretty much everything you need to have a really good time. Absolutely. So, uh, first thing we're going to talk about is tobacco. And what is a sin stock before we get into that? All right, well, um, and sin stock is generally. Um, any company that's doing business in an industry that has some negative social stigma attached to it. Um, the classics being like the ones you mentioned, uh, tobacco, alcohol, gaming. Um, some people, some investors will even consider things like private prison corporations and things along those lines to be categorized as sin right. stocks too. And uh, the thing that I like to kind of judge if it's a sin stock or not is it takes advantage of some kind of negative aspect of human nature. Yes, so absolutely. So tobacco being obviously, you know, Defense companies as well, yeah. Yeah, so humans like to fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so why is the tobacco industry considered an, a, a sin industry? Uh, well, it's for, been, our re for our listeners that can't guess. <laughs> it's been known for decades now, you know, the smoking causes cancer, a lot of other diseases. The CDC estimates that uh, nearly 450,000 people a year still die from smoking-related illnesses. In the United States? Yes. Wow, it's United out of a population of 350 million, so that's it's significant. small, but it's a lot. It's yeah. significant. And um, obviously they're addictive, and there's still 45 million smokers in the U.S., and a lot of them come from lower income and less educated dem demographics. So it's apparent the kind of ethical and moral gray area that tobacco right. companies operate in. So um, there aren't a lot, but who are the major players before we really dig in here? Um, okay, so in the U.S., uh, the industry is dominated by three players, commonly referred Soon to, to as <laughs> yes, Big Tobacco. We'll talk about um, that in a minute here. They include Altria, Reynolds American, and Lorillard. And uh, right now, Reynolds and Lorillard are in the process of going through a merger, which is going through a vote at the end of this month uh, among the sh uh, shareholders. And the feds are really looking closely at this. Yes, they're concerned. it's already oligopolistic. And exactly. And you're talking about it is just giving more so. Well, what, if the merger goes through, you're talking about two companies dominating over 80% market share for the entire that's crazy. The US. Yeah, exactly. And then um, for our listeners that don't know, Imperial Tobacco you were mentioning is going to be the new number three. That's right. So once Reynolds and Lorillard go through their merger, uh, Imperial Tobacco will be purchasing some brands, um, and their uh, market share will jump from about three percent to ten percent, making them the number three player in the country. That's wild. Man, okay. Um, so obviously it tapers off to much smaller companies from there. Uh, I think the next biggest is Vector Group, and they have a market capitalization of just $2.6 billion, which is, that's microscopic compared to like an Altria. Exactly. It's not even, it's not even there on the radar. Um, what kind of brands do they own? Uh, you know, what kind of market share are we talking about? If I'm going to a cigarette store, what brands am I going to see on the shelf? Okay, so just to give everybody some context, the total U.S. market for cigarettes is about $90 billion a year. Okay. And so Altria overall has a 47% market share, but their Marlboro brand makes up the large majority of that 
and the Marlboro brand being 41% of the entire market, they are bigger than the next 10 brands combined. That's insane. Yes. Like, that's actually crazy. Um, so that small other portion for Altria is made above other brands like Virginia Slims, Chesterfield, Parliament. Um, but Marlboro is by far the dominant player. Right. And then for Reynolds American, they have uh, Camel, Pall Mall, American Spirit. Um, and Reynolds overall has about 24% share of the market. Right. And last, we have Laurelard, who has 14% share of the market. They actually have the number two brand, which is Newport, which is about 12%. And um, that's a, that was a, one of the big uh, attractive parts for the, the Reynolds merger because Newport cigarettes being menthol cigarettes, that segment has seen uh, much more stable volume declines, about 1% per year, compared to overall cigarette volume declines about 4 to 5% per year. So would you say beyond cost savings, are there any other rationales for this merger that we're talking about with Laurelard buying Reynolds? Well, it, it certainly strengthens their uh, competitive positioning against Altria, which is, you know, the, the big bully in the, the playground. The 800-pound gorilla. Exactly. <laughs> and um, they all, it's also a potential for them to join their efforts as they approach some of the future growth opportunities with e-cigarettes and vapor. Right, which we'll obviously talk more about next week and everything. Yes. Okay. Um, real quick, we are obviously not going to bust out Excel spreadsheets or anybody for or anything for our listeners, but uh, just I really wanted to touch upon just the astronomical returns on equity and returns on capital in this industry. Can you just kind of paint a very brief picture for that for everybody? Yeah, sure. So. The companies... Uh, they don't big, even need any equity on the balance sheet. Like, that's how great yes. their returns are. It's yeah, these, big these big tobacco companies, they have really long histories. Their management teams are very strong. Um, and you know, their roster is stacked, essentially, with people who have been in this industry for their entire career. Right. And so they enjoy significant re revenue. Altria, for example, pulls in about $17 billion a year. Um, Reynolds has eight billion, Lorillard five billion. They have mar significant market caps, and another thing is they enjoy very high operating margins, about forty percent, right? Or if not more than that. And so, combining those, all those things, they also with their their cash flows, they like you said, just pay out dividends and buy back stock. Exactly. That's, that, <laughs> that's why they are so attractive to income investors. Buff, uh, Warren Buffett had this quote. Um, I'm sure you read this when you were at uh, Virginia, but it was uh, Barbarians at the Gate. Yes. And it was about the buyout of RJR Nabisco, and that, of course, owned Reynolds at the time mm -hmm. and all this stuff. But uh, they wanted Buffett uh, to come in and kind of help lend money and all that stuff. And uh, he called in. He said, yeah, I'll get my blessing. I'll, I'll you know, sell my stakes, be a part owner and all this stuff. He didn't want to directly own a tobacco business, but they also made Oreos, so that made it okay. But he had this quote, and it was, you know, you make something for a penny, you sell it for a dollar, and you sell it to addicts. And despite <laughs> all the regulations up to today, I mean, it's 2015. It's been 25, 30 years since that deal went through. Um, despite all the regulations, all the additional taxes that have been put on top, that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The returns on investment are still insane Absolutely. at these companies. So uh, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. No. So uh, before we uh, sign off here real quick, uh, I did just want to run down the uh, uh, top stock in the industry, uh, maybe throw in our thoughts on uh, the dividends here and everything. Yeah, sure. So not hard with process of elimination, just kind of pick... One out of three. Of course, here. <laughs> you know, the tobacco companies overall, um, they over the last four years they have returned 123 billion dollars to their shareholders. Two thirds of that in dividends, and the remainder of that as share buybacks. That's an, like 
Just billion with astronomical a B. numbers. Billion with a B. Yeah. Um, Altria, in particular, in the past year, has seen really good returns, um, and their share price has gone up significantly. They are a lot. Most of these companies, they position themselves, even though that they're seeing um, declining volumes. They build strong brand loyalty, and they also that allows them to raise their prices. So that still, despite the declining overall volumes, they can increase their dividends and increase right. their share buybacks. And yeah, you see these reports coming out, and they regularly, like you know, a couple times a year, they'll up prices by five, ten cents a pack, and exactly, they have no problem doing that because the smokers are addicted, and because that brand loyalty. Uh, I remember seeing, I think, a statistic that said that once uh, a smoker has chosen their first brand of they choice, stay with it they stay with it. I think over ninety percent stay with it, or something along those lines. So it's. It's very, very And this sticky. is why Marlboro has 40-whatever percent market share. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so they generate a lot of cash flow, and with low capital expenditures, that just really gives them the ability to crank out their, their dividend payments. Very cool. All right. So uh, we'll obviously dive into uh, e-cigarettes next week. Yep. But uh, for all our listeners, thank you for listening, and full on.